0: Welcome to Eclipse the Heroes Podcast, where two old school heroes fangirls re-watch the show, talk about it, defend its honor sometimes. My name is Rachel.
1: And I'm Keisha.
0: And today we are talking about season four, episode four, acceptance.
1: And I've had like no I've had like no sleep, so get ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a state. <laughs> this is gonna be wild. Oh. Probably not. No, probably But, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any new news.
1: I don't think so. Oh, um, I, I did- oh, What, now he, I did, you remember? Well, oh, shut up. I did hear that- <laughs> I did hear that Tawny Cypress got cast in something. I just didn't know if that was, like, that relevant to our interest anymore. Sure. Well, now I, and now I gotta look it up. Hold on.
0: <laughs> she was a season one regular. I'd count that as part of the interest.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, she's gonna be in that new Showtime series, Yellow Jackets. She's like the face of the trailer.
0: Ah, oh, very nice, mm-hmm. excellent.
1: Her and like Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis. I don't know a damn thing about what it's about, but yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, cool,
0: <laughs> excellent.
1: Um, oh, now I'm seeing what it's about. Uh, this might be relevant to our interests, actually. Um, okay, because it sounds a lot like um, fucking The Wilds. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> A team of wildly talented high school girls soccer players who become the unlucky survivors of a plane crash deep in the Ontario wilderness.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd, pfft, I'd watch that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's like a tiny bit of news. Do, 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 do.
0: That's more than I thought there'd be. <laughs> it's something. So. Yeah. So that's good, that's good. Yeah, Um,
1: I've not heard anything from,
0: like, anyone else.
1: I also haven't really gone looking, but yeah.
0: I try to check the line items, I haven't seen anything.
1: Okay, well, alright then. I
0: haven't seen a name that popped out at me, so... Mm Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Tell us in the Discord if you've seen something.
1: Yeah, by all means.
0: We are not all seeing, all knowing.
1: No, not even a little bit.
0: So let's, let's just get right into the episode. Peter got the previously again.
1: He's really making up for lost time.
0: He's the new Centil, I suppose. <laughs> and we get in with a bathtub and water starts flowing out of it. And it's immediately obvious, oh, this is Tracy. And she's back in D.C. now. This is her apartment. She picks out a new dress to wear and she goes out to a restaurant. And who is there at the restaurant but her old boy toy, Governor Malden. So she is back in town, she's ready to get that life back now that Danko is done and she's done with her little murdering. and <laughs> <laughs> She's just gonna be Tracy Strauss again.
1: Oh oh the privilege of a of a rich white woman to be like, Well, I'm done murdering, so <laughs> no more of that. <laughs> gonna just go back to the old life, baby.
0: <laughs> there there are a couple characters this episode that are like struggling with um where they are in life, and Tracy is mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's go to, there's not much to talk about with that, it's just like our opening, it's all like, ooh, yeah. and there's like sassy yep. music playing over it and stuff, but like, yeah, so she's back.
1: It's like spicy music about like what could have essentially been the theme song for fucking Nikki and Jessica, not Tracy, which is weird. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You saw the mm-hmm.
1: lyrics, right? It's it's wild. It's like, wrong larder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They, they try. They try. Um, instead, let's go to Tokyo, where we have uh, Kibiko and Hiro. And she tells Hiro that she and Ando are getting married. And he's like, oh my god, so soon. She's like, what are you talking about? We've been dating since high school. And she asks Hiro to give her away at their wedding. And he accepts. So we then go to her telling Ando, because Ando's in like the office... She's like, here. She's like, hero said yes, yay! And ando is not pleased by this. <laughs> he's like, you told her you'd say you would walk her down the aisle, but our wedding is more than a year away, and you're dying, hero. You might be dead before then. <laughs> and hero is writing down his like bucket list of things that he's gonna fix. And he's like, you can't just keep going back in time. That is what's killing you, and you need to accept what's happening, and you need to tell your sister you're dying. And Hiro's just like, oh, it's not important right now. Whatever. I don't need to, like, listen to you, Ando. Which, of course, Ando's not wrong. He's like, she needs to know. <laughs> you can't just lie to her the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, he's clearly in denial about it. Yes. And has been, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And their little conversation gets interrupted because the Dalla Hero line goes off. And Hiro answers it, and he's like, this guy's like, I am Tadashi. And I'm on this rooftop at this address and I'm going to jump. And Hero's like, oh my God, wait, this is this roof. This is upstairs. So he runs upstairs and the guy, he's like, don't jump. And the guy's like, it's too late. I'm not going to get talked off. You're just here as a witness. And Hero recognizes him as a guy who worked in accounting before for the company. And we find out that he was fired a month ago, but he kept pretending to go back to work because he was ashamed. And we also find out that he was fired for inappropriate behavior, which involved too much sake plus a copier at an office party. <laughs> and he made photocopies of his ass. And when his family heard that he was fired, they were so ashamed. And Hero's like, well, what if I could go back and undo your mistake? And the guy's like, well, that's just impossible. Uh, so goodbye. And he jumps off the roof. <laughs> and Hero's like... I'm going to fix this, and vanishes. Oh, boy. Woosh heroes.
1: Yeah, it's like, hero, stop, tra- you know, stop traveling in time. And he's like, no, not going to do that. In fact, going to do it a bunch <laughs> over the next hour.
0: <laughs> yes, going to do it a whole bunch. Yeah. So Tadashi is uh, Akiro Kitamura, who is, I think most people, I guess, would well know him from his um, human centipede, according to his profile. Oh. He was in the very first one, I think, and in the third one as well.
1: Yeah, that's where
0: I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, you're probably like, why does that guy look familiar? I, that's why he looks familiar.
1: I also, believe it or not, have not seen that movie. Um, but I remember seeing it all over, like, Tumblr and stuff and Twitter back in the day. And so mm-hmm. like, I saw the pictures of the people who were in it,
0: th- who, mm-hmm. were the,
1: uh, who were the who the centipede, of course. And, uh, Yeah. Yep, that's where I know him from.
0: Well, there you go. I believe he's been in a couple other things, but yeah,
1: I I think he was the B. I don't know.
0: It's possible.
1: (laughs) I think he was the middle segment.
0: Boo!
1: There's a whole South Park episode about it. It's the worst. It's the worst place to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You know, every day we get further and further away from God's light, don't we? Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, human centipede. Yeah, that's just a thing, you know, in culture. That it's just like, oh yeah, sure, that's a thing that happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Woo-shiros.
1: It's a horrible segue. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we go from Japan over to DC, where a lot of the action in this episode takes place. Mm -hmm. Um, DC's like the new New York and has been since like last season, uh, last volume, probably. So we see Angela and Nathan, quote, quote. And of course, he says mom like twice in in one scene and I lose my shit. (laughs) And um, (laughs) um, she comes in with a box of stuff. Gotta keep him surrounded by stuff, always stuff, because you know his power. The the well, okay. So Wikipedia has always called it clairvoyance, right? And Peter's mm-hmm. gonna call it something something else later. And I'm like, that's cool. I can actually say that word. <laughs> so, like...
0: I guess what Peter calls it, which I didn't write down, but luckily you have that scene. I did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. is the actual like medical diagnosis mm-hmm. kind of like you know uh, what um. Emma has where mm, she has yeah. like something that can be classified mm-hmm. as
1: like a real thing. Else. Yeah. 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 Cause so. I always, I always hated saying Clara sentience. It's, it's awkward. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. Look at the word sometime. It's awkward. Anyway. Yeah. He's got to touch stuff to remember stuff to keep thinking he's Nathan. So, mm-hmm. so she's like, as we've mentioned before, that office is cluttered as fuck. And that's not how Nathan usually has it. Um, yeah. That's then we see this is very much Angela doing. And going through the old, you know, storage, you know, areas and such. Um, which is going to be a big mistake. Huge. So he's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really recognize any of this stuff. But then he touches something and he has a memory. And so that's, like, been the whole cycle of it. So he grabs hold of, like, a toy plane. And Angela's like, yeah, you used to love that thing. That's, you know, why you wanted to be a fighter pilot. And he's like, oh, yeah, Uncle Tim bought this for me up at the coast. And, you know, just getting all these, like, very... I guess wrote kind of like remembrances like, Oh yeah, this is what that thing represents. It's not like Mm -hmm. a lot of emotion involved in a lot of it. I think Um, it's just kind of like, Oh, okay. This is what this is. Until he has like an old, like beat up, like blue baseball cap. And he picks up that and he sees a teen version of himself and a Mm -hmm. young, a young woman at a pool and they're sort of, like, they're there together, and it's, like, flirty or whatever. And then, like, there's a flash of her in the water, face down, blood in the water. Like, oh, shit, something bad happened. Um, when he sees that, he does not tell Angela anything about that particular ribbon. He's like, oh, yeah, well, no, I'm good. You know, just, shall we? Shall we, you know, continue with our day? Because, um, oh, shit surprising literally no one that the rich white boy has dark secrets in his past Like <laughs> fuck.
0: yeah do you think angela knew what that hat would bring because she looks at him like oh is something wrong and he's just like nope it's fine
1: as like a test yeah to see if he would be nathan about it or not yeah because you could make the argument that well i don't know I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by that. I, I, I would like to explore that as we, you know, go through later on if, if this was a Nathan response or not.
0: And if she intentionally put that hat there, knowing what possibly he could pick up from that.
1: Well, it's like, but to what end, though? Because if it goes pear-shaped, that's not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's... Because she, she knew what the, the plane would do. Mm-hmm. So why would she just grab a random hat just for no reason?
1: I suppose. I I mean, I think if you go with the theory that it's like a test, a Nathan litmus test, if you will, Mm -hmm. I I think that that is very um, possible, especially considering who wrote this episode, which we mentioned it before, but um, in another episode, uh, this is Brian Fuller's final episode on the series. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it really shows because the way he writes dialogue with certain characters, you're like, oh, yeah, that's him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... We will, you know, explore this uh, revelation much, much more later. Uh, right now, we just go back to Tracy and Governor Malden, and um, he's like, oh, my God, girl, where you been? And she's just like, yeah, okay, I had a family crisis. It was very traumatic, you know, but I've I've gone through it. I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready to work. Let's do it. And he's like, cool, I could use you back in New York. And he basically is not very um, subtle in that he wants her to, like, whore herself out. <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> Mm-hmm, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. fucked
1: up. Um yeah, he's like, "Oh, I know you can you can charm those lobbyists and lawmakers and such very like with your womanly wiles." And it's like, Bleh. you know. Um and and Tracy used to be fine with that, but she's been through so much and seen so much and experienced so much now that it's like, mm, maybe maybe this is not for her anymore. So she's much more um reluctant than she would have been uh even just earlier that day, she thought that's what she wanted again. But it's something to not be taken seriously, isn't it? So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Because we've seen her. She's cunning. She's she's capable. She's a lot more than just that. So.
0: Yeah. Like, he, he immediately offers her job back, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we all know why. <laughs> He's yeah. so gross about
0: it. Mm-hmm. Especially later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's just very like, Oh, glad to have you back. What would I do without you? I'm just like oh gross. Fucking gross. hmm. Love mm-hmm. your love yourself, Miss Strauss. Come on. Indeed. You, you, you could be the villain if or or something if you wanted. You're fucking badass and powerful. Like damn. <laughs> Don't take that shit.
0: She doesn't want to be the villain though. She doesn't yeah, want to Yeah,
1: She's like, She's like, some killed some was It was fine for a time. But like, I just really want to see what else is out there. <laughs>
0: It was revenge, but that it didn't feel great.
1: Yeah. Which, from what we could understand from the comic, she was killing some real fuckos. So. Yeah. 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 So, I'm not sorry about them.
0: (laughs) It's not like they didn't deserve it, so. Yeah. (laughs) Including one of the ones she attempted to kill.
1: (laughs) I mean, the fuckoest of them all. (laughs) (laughs) Who
0: who we go over to next.
1: (laughs) We, it's like the Siler thing. It's like, Noah, we love you, but also you really deserve to half drown. You really did, so. (laughs) Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, We go to Noah, also in D.C., as we remember. Um, He's looking over divorce papers when he gets a knock on the door. And who is at his door? But Peter Petrelli! And Peter's like, oh my god, I have to show you this! And he rolls his sleeve up, <laughs> and there's nothing there. The tattoo compass that we saw him have at the end of the last episode is gone. And Noah's like, oh, great, lovely, lovely arm, Peter. And... <laughs> Peter's like, I don't know, I just came for you to, like, for help or whatever to help figure this out. And Noah's like, well, how could I help you? Am I just gonna, like, go out there and we're gonna hunt these people down and, like, do what I used to do? And (laughs) Peter's like, I don't know, maybe. And Noah doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to get cut up again. And he's not up for whatever it is that Peter wants to solve here. So Peter's like, okay, you know, sorry to bother you. And Noah's like, you know, you can come back anytime, whatever. And when Peter opens the door, who should be standing outside the door but Claire? And she's like, oh my god, it's been forever. Why are you here? And Peter's like, oh, it's nothing. Ask your dad. I gotta be back to like uh, work in 10 minutes. And Claire's like, you live in New York. And he's like, yeah, ask your father about it. And we see him zip away. And Noah's just like, Disregard all that. <laughs> don't, don't ask me about that, Claire. Can I get you something? Cereal? Because, of course, all we know, we know he only has cereal in his apartment.
1: Might interest you in a delicious bowl of cereal? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love, of all, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if Heroes was a sitcom, Peter, of all people, showing up at his door would be like the crowd just being like, woo! Like, that's just <laughs> so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> and the very nice arm thing? Oh my god, you fucking jackass. <laughs> that's so fuller that fucking line was so brian fuller like yeah yeah and, what else and, would he and, go yeah. to well know. i mean yeah no it makes sense so and i just i love the whole like yeah i'm not really about that life anymore i don't really know what i'm doing i love noah just mm-hmm. being like well just floating in existential dread
0: <laughs> noah's in a, in a in a bad place right now
1: he's not in a good place
0: yeah Getting cut up and almost drowned and all that shit. (laughs) It's
1: it's so funny, isn't it? When things aren't going his way, he's like, well, this sucks. (laughs) When like, you know, Mm -hmm. he's had a a successful career doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's he's had a pretty good run of things. And now things are not going well and there's no, like, I guess, um, system to support him because there's no institution behind him. So it's like, well, shit. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that alone.
0: He's lost that, and he's lost his family, so he's, like, adrift.
1: He is, very much so.
0: You feel bad, but at the same time. Like, it- we were we were talking about it last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about how, like, you know, he's, he's, like, living above the restaurant, and he doesn't have, like... So it's like, maybe he got it because it was cheap. Mm-hmm. And we're like... I guess Sandra took everything which of course she fucking deserves. After she
1: everything fucking deserves she it. There. Yep. So everything and a piece of everything to come. So Mhm. Yep, yep, yep. This is the this is the Justice for Sandra Bennett podcast. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz we've been saying it since day 1. You could see with their marriage it was like this had to it had to end this way. It would have been a lie to do anything else. So
0: yep. mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I like how the show really gets us the chance to like live with that to really show noah in this place where
0: it's which isn't like, a great one but yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: it's a new direction for his character to not be on top of things or Absolutely. trying to be in control
1: yeah and it probably was fun for coleman to do something different too
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so let's go back to tokyo where Hiro pops back into the office about 10 minutes back in time right when ando found out that he agreed to give away kimiko at the wedding so he comes back in the room and Hero's like, nah, this is not a good, this is not a time right now. Not a good time. <laughs> I've had to, I've gone back in time. I stopped this guy from copying his butt and we should be fine now, but he gets another phone call from Tadashi again <laughs> and he's on the roof again. And Hero's like, how, the, how did this happen again? I just fixed this. And he goes up there and he... <laughs> He's like, I went downhill when I copied my ass, basically. And was like, <laughs> I stopped you. And he's like, No, this one was at like the Emperor's birthday celebration. And was like, Oh my god. He's like, Let me let me help you. I can I can fix it. I can fix it. And Tadashi's like, Nope, later days, and jumps off the roof again. <laughs> and Hiro pops away again.
1: Yep. Uh, um, we love a time loop.
0: So yep. Yep. Maybe, maybe this
1: time? Maybe this time. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Surely, it only he can he can only copy his butt so many times. <laughs> Surely.
1: <laughs> oh God, that's yeah. great because it's like a silly little like oh a silly hero story, but it's obviously like one big fat avoidance thing that he's doing to avoid mm-hmm. you know facing up to what's really going on. Oh yeah. So I mean. It's nice, because you get, like, the, like, oh, the wacky hero hijinks, but you also get, like, emotional stuff later, which is a good balance.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's Peter doing?
1: Well, he zipped back over to New York City, no problem, and he's at the hospital he's working at, and he's talking to this, like, nurse. Her name is Val. I wrote that down, because that's the same name as my cat. And um, I did. And, um... He's, like, updating her on some patient information. And then, um, oh, holy shit. Nathan is there. He's at the hospital. He's like, dude, I called you, like, three times. I left messages. What the hell? And Peter's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I've been swamped. Which we, we've we seen. He's been burning the candle at both ends and in the middle. So mm-hmm. that's legit. And he's like, oh, it's just been slander. Are you okay? And he's like, no, I need, to, I need to talk to you. Can we, you know, can we go talk somewhere? And he's like, yeah, okay. And so they go into, like... Is it, like, the changing area? Was it, like, a locker room?
0: I think they went into the locker room, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they go back there, and they're alone. And Nathan's like, I need to show you something. And he shows Peter telekinesis. Mm -hmm. And at first you might be like, well, that would clearly set off a red flag for Peter, right? Nathan is a fly boy. He does not do that. But... If you think about it, it's like, no, no. Peter used to have more than one power. Genetically, it could be possible another brother would start doing that. Mm-hmm. So I love his response that he's just like, whoa, when that start happening? Like, he's not, like, afraid of it or confused by it in, like, a hostile way. He's just like, oh, damn, really? You do that, too? That's cool. <laughs> because, yeah, that's how his development was before the, the stupid thing happened with Arthur. It's like... He had the ability to do multiple powers. Why couldn't his brother, you know, if he stopped, like, denying who he was and actually kind of embraced it, maybe he would have another one pop up. Who could say?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he's like, I'm like a Swiss army knife of powers now. Like, this is, you know, this isn't even the half of it is what he's basically implying. And Peter's like, huh, guess it runs in the family. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. Who can say? He, you have to think Peter has no fucking reason to think of the thing that's actually going on. How could he? So, you know, yeah, this this works. And so Nathan starts talking about the memories and how he's having difficulty with that. And as we mentioned a minute ago, um, Peter talks about psychometrics, which is what he said. It's, it's when you, like, can remember the history of an object just by, by like, having it. Like, you just you know, pick up a random thing and you can remember, Oh, like some, something that happened to you or in in the time that, you know, you can associate with this particular object. Like that's a thing. And Nathan is like, do you remember Kelly Houston? And Peter's like, well, is that before she ran away and broke your heart or like after, like, what are we talking about? And so that's, that's the story is that it seems young Nathan was with this girl and the story is she ran away but as we saw from the the image in the pool when he touched the hat that's not seeming to be what actually happened Nathan tells him too he's like I don't think she did I don't think she ran away I think something happened and he tells Peter he's like dude uh she was dead in this memory I saw like she something happened she was in the pool and Peter is like, well, I guess you got to go find the truth. You got to go by the house. You got to go see special guest star Swoozie Kurtz and like, figure it out. <laughs> and like, because again, this is a, a Brian Fuller app, So obviously she has to show up again and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And Peter even offers to go with him. And Nathan's like, no, I think I have to do this alone. And so we get a little brother time, sort of, kind of, in a yeah. way. Yeah.
0: You, On the you- surface. You, like, skipped the big thing is that they hugged it out at the beginning of the scene.
1: They did. They did hug it out. (laughs) They did a bro hug. I'm sorry. I guess because it's not a real bro hug, (laughs) that it's like, doesn't go into the counter, but yeah, yes. Yes, they did.
0: It it seems like there was no bad blood left between them. That, like, their their defeat of Siler (laughs) brought them together as brothers, so.
1: Sure did. That's certainly not gonna. really fuck things up in a minute yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah they you know not only like defeating siler but also like i said him stopping a self-hating piece of shit (laughs) it's like him chilling for once has Mm -hmm. been a big part of that and distance probably helped them both too honestly yes Mm -hmm. but um yeah so nathan's on like a little quest uh to find out the truth and i don't think he's gonna like what he finds
0: probably not
1: so we go back to noah and claire and they're and i love so much she took him off on his offer they're eating cereal together i think it's adorable. <laughs> and noah's like are you checking in on me like what's going on here like come on i'm not i'm not i'm not new you know like i, I know when, when someone's just like hanging out and is concerned. I can tell there's something going on here. Why would you be here otherwise? You should be at school, enjoying school. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I worry about you. You know? There's no mom, there's no family. No one ever talks about Lyle, which I think is funny. Um, (laughs) Your son. Um, No company. (laughs) She's like, you seem planless. And people keep saying that about him, too. And she's basically just like, oh my god, get a job. (laughs) You can't just wallow in the apartment all day. (laughs) And he very correctly is like, mm, my skills don't exactly match my resume. So, like, that's going to be difficult. And she has, like, a newspaper and she's looking at the one ads. And she's like, lumber salesman. Perfect. You were a paper salesman for, like, 20 years or whatever. And he's like, you do know I don't actually know shit about sales, right? Like, that was a cover. I don't actually have experience in this regard. And... uh <laughs> It's so wonderful. Claire's like, okay, well, here. And she She's like, so, Mr. Bennett, why should we hire you? Like, she goes full, like, interview role play with him, which is just precious and adorable. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, if they don't buy from me, I can always just shoot them. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, yeah, just not taking it seriously. And uh, yeah, it's like a fun little moment where Claire's just like, oh, Dad.
0: Ah, oh, Noah. <laughs> You can't tell me he didn't learn anything for his cover at all? I, Honestly, I find that hard I to don't believe. believe. I don't
1: believe that either, yeah.
0: I find that very hard to believe.
1: Yeah, and also, like, he is, as, you know, she's basically trying to get him to realize, like, he is smart, he's adaptable, sales is bullshitting anyway. <laughs> like, you could mm-hmm. probably
0: do it, so. He, like, went and worked at, like, Copy Kingdom, like, when they were in, like, California.
1: Okay, can I, okay. I don't remember because I have the memory of a goldfish now in my in my in my old age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When we were doing season two, did yeah. he ever assault his
0: manager? I thought he did.
1: Did we talk about it, or was it like a deleted scene? Because I don't think it happened.
0: But like, I know, I
1: know when we watched it live, that's what happened. Because we were like, "Yeah, Noah, get him."
0: What but episode I don't, was that from? I don't think
1: that was ever in our notes. I don't think we ever talked about it because I was always excited. To talk you know, about
0: Noah. I feel like that was in the back of my mind, too. Like, did we ever talk right? about that? He
1: like, OK, I don't think we did because I would have been all about Noah being like, fuck you, take this job and shove it. Um, Because he like he 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 damn near breaks the finger of his like assistant manager, who's like some snot ass like 30 something trying to tell him what's up. And I don't think it ever happened on what we watched. I think they cut it.
0: I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm trying to remember what episode it was from, if it was, like, Lizards or something like that.
1: It was, like, yeah, it was, like, one of the ones where he was, like, still very much working that job. Because we never see him at Copy Kingdom much in um in the show. But I was like, no, I'm pretty sure we did when it aired. So, that's been bugging me, and this is the perfect time to bring it up.
0: All right, let's 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 stick a pin in this so we can research okay. this after we finish this episode. Okay. Because... I I have you know the original documents and then we can
1: okay yeah figure out I, what episode
0: it's from or if it's a deleted scene. Let me see.
1: I don't think it aired. I, I think it aired though, and then it became I know. a deleted scene. And that's what's driving me crazy about this. It's like the editing of the first two episodes. You can't just fuck with my memories like that, man.
0: It, it's now thrown everything into question.
1: It really has. <sighs> Yeah, not to derail things. I just was like, "Hey, you know what? This reminds me."
0: <laughs> we will investigate. We, we might do a bonus investigation episode. So
1: I found the episode it's supposed to have appeared in. So okay, I'm ready to do that.
0: What episode I just, was it? I literally. Okay, so getting back on track.
1: <laughs> you say derail. I say energy boost. It, it is.
0: <laughs> <sighs> it's spicy, man. We're gonna have to go look into that. I'm sure I cut most of us, like, bitching back and forth at each other about it. Um,
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Instead, (laughs) let's go to... Let me re-minimize my notes and minimize everything. Uh Um, We're going to go back to Nathan, and a very long Nathan scene. Like, it is... Remember the last episode where it was like, we're jumping everywhere? This episode, it's like, we get a big, like... of, like, Nathan, like, going back and forth and doing shit. It's all put together. Yeah, but
1: because of last episode, guess why I took my part that I took? Yes. I didn't want to do two long ones in a row.
0: Well, I have it broken up a little, but that's, you know, whatever. It's still a long chunk. Yep. (laughs) It's like a page worth of notes. Okay.
1: (laughs) Take it away.
0: (laughs) So, Nathan, he goes over to speak with Millie, uh, Kelly's mother, And as we said, hello again, Susie Kurtz. If you remember, she was last on a friend of Angela's, who Angela asked for money or for whatever to help her hide. Mm. And she eventually did give her money. But like, yeah, so she's back. She's more connected, and we're getting a little bit more of her backstory. And he's like, alright, you know, she's like, usually people don't come and see me, da-da. He's like, I want to talk about Kelly. And she's like, oh, something even less people come to talk me about. And He asks if she's heard from her, and she's like, no. And then he also asks, do you ever wonder why she ran away? Or do you ever wonder if she didn't run away? And she's like, there's a time where she wondered if he, Nathan, knew more than he was saying. So (laughs) she hired a PI. And he found out that Kelly used her credit card to book a one-way ticket to London, and she also claimed her baggage at the airport, so she must have run away. That's when she dropped it. And she's like, you know, like Kelly was willful, spiteful, full of herself, and I was not the most attentive mother, so it's not really like a surprise that she ran off. And she's like, listen, I got this thing thing I gotta like do my nails or whatever the hell she said. And she's like, so I gotta go. And she said
1: she- like she said like the full like old rich white woman thing mm. hair nails body sculpt thing.
0: <laughs> so she excuses herself. And Nathan walks back around to their pool, and yet, sure enough, it's the pool from the flashback. And he touches a statue there, and we get another flashback to them drinking by the pool. We've got young Nathan, who is played by Jason Blair, who is, I guess, best known from the new normal he was, like, starred in. Oh. And we have young Kelly, who is Jamie Tisdale, who has recently been in From Dusk Till Dawn, the TV series. Oh. And they're being flirty, and she's like. She, like, takes his hat that he's wearing and is, like, playfully, like, messing around with him. And he gets pulled out of the vision. She also in the vision is all like, yeah, my parents are away from the weekend. We can have some fun. Don't be approved. La, 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 la. You know? (laughs) And Nathan walks around. He touches the diving board. And we see, go back into the vision. They are both on the diving board, now, like, playfully doing a little tug of war with the hat. And eventually, like, she lets go or he lets go of the hat. And she falls off. They both fall off the diving board. But she falls off and smacks her head against the side of the pool. (sighs) And there's blood in the pool and he's like, no! Not old Nathan, but young Nathan's like, no! So... (laughs) Just a terrible accident, right? Yes! And we go ahead and move to Angela and Nathan at a bar now. And they're both drinking and she's like, Millie called, said that you were asking about Kelly. And... He's like, yeah, Kelly didn't disappear, Ma. She died. Why can't I remember it? And she's like, why should I know? And he's like, you know, when there's always something to be buried, there you are with a shovel behind your back. And she admits that she took care of it. She had the Haitian wipe his memory, bought the ticket to London. And, you know, that's what she took care of it for him. And he's Mm -hmm. like, it was an accident. Why would you do that? And she's like, it didn't look like an accident. It would have ruined your life. I made a choice to protect my son, vilify me if you must, but don't put it on your shoulders. Don't worry about Nathan. This is on me. And he's like, Are you just gonna let Millie go on believing that her daughter is like alive somewhere? And she's like, Yeah, she's made her peace with it. I suggest you do the same. Which man, that certainly colors her like asking Millie for money like in the previous like volume.
1: Oh my god, right?
0: Completely different, yeah.
1: It really does. It, re- it reframes their whole relationship like god
0: which again was that cat put in there intentionally to pull this memory out of him
1: i don't know and i have more to add to that too once we get to that point that i will be interested to see your thoughts on so
0: yeah so nathan is back at millie's because of course he doesn't make his peace with it and she's like oh did you forget something and he tells her, Kelly didn't run away. She died. There was an accident. It was his fault. And the whole thing was covered up by my family. He, he doesn't say his mother. He says, my family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And she's like, what kind of twisted, pathetic game are you playing? Get out. Get out of here. And he apologizes and leaves. Why would you Why would you go over there? Even I'm like, Nathan, what? Well, Nathan, what? But like... In this scene, I think this is the one where it's like, the way that he tells her, it doesn't strike me as Nathan, it strikes me as very Siler.
1: Thank you. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, this, well, not even ask, I was going to be like, to me, this isn't Nathan. This is, this is Gabriel, forgive me, Gray. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, full on. So,
0: like, I think there was another way that he read, he delivered a line, I think, earlier in this big chunk that was also like, this is, this doesn't sound like Nathan. It sounds like, like, Siler, like Gabriel.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And so it's interesting, isn't it? That, like, Matt is straight chilling with the very, like, Silery part of his brain, right? Mm-hmm. The very, I guess, like, id of it all. Um. But what's underneath this false face is pretty much just Gabriel. Mhm. Which is interesting because yeah, you can you can put him in a different situation, you can make him think all these things, but he's still going to react the way he probably would. Yeah. You you can't like manufacture, I don't know, Nathan's soul, I guess you would say mm-hmm. like you can you can do a lot of things, but you can't make him, you cannot make him react in a situation the way real nathan would have so
0: because because i assume that angela's telling the truth that real nathan got haitian doesn't remember it especially because peter was like she ran away broke your heart
1: yep easier for everyone right
0: if real nathan found out the truth he definitely wouldn't go tell billy about it
1: oh my god no but he would really confront angela about it
0: yeah i think he would have confronted angela about it but he just would have let sleeping dogs lie he wouldn't have rocked that boat
1: I think he would have been a bit more passionate about it too.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. With
1: with his mother, it's, we've seen Nathan get mad at his mom before.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: This would definitely count.
0: It felt more like trying to, like he was trying to put the pieces together. It was yes. very clinical trying to figure it out.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Instead of being like, holy fuck, this girl that I had, like, a thing with, like, fucking died, and it was, yes. like, kind of my fault, and, like, that fucking sucks, and, like, what the hell, Ma, you, yes. like, that's twisted, it was an accident, you know?
1: Yes, and, like, also, what would he care about throwing his family under the bus they belong under? That's not his... You know what I mean? He has no real emotional connection to these people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just doing as he's told, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, he's responding and reacting the way people expect, but... He, he doesn't feel that same way. No. He can't. Mm-mm. You can't do that. So, you know, you can give him like little bits and little, you know, because, yeah, it's like, okay, he saw Kelly. He understands on paper this person was important to me, but I don't feel that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the thing that they would they would keep running into. Yeah. I'm glad you agree. I was like, man, am I about to have this whole argument? <laughs>
0: Oh no 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 no! It's very
1: it's it's very not Nathan. Yes. So. yeah, And Paz are so good at playing it because we notice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does not get enough credit for this bit. He really doesn't. No. He has a hard job.
0: Yes. There was, yeah, like I said, there was something early in the episode too where it was like, oh god, that fu- that's fucking Siler. That's Gabriel the way that like he delivers the <laughs> whole line and everything. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Something in the office maybe.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah, he's like, he's trying to uncover a mystery. It's kind of like Siler trying to find his father, remember his past, or whatever. It's very similar to that.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, well, you know, he always thought he'd make an excellent cop, so. (laughs) He's really good at solving mystery.
0: (laughs) It is that. It is that, yeah.
1: (laughs) Putting the pieces together, finding how things work, how they tick, Mm -hmm, etc. It's very mm -hmm. that. It's very that. Mm -hmm. So... It's like it's so funny. It's like, oh my god, Fuller, like write Siler without writing Siler, why don't you? Jesus.
0: Yeah, which was, <laughs> I think it was before the episode started where I was like, well, I guess technically he did write Siler. In the he song. did.
1: Yep. <laughs> this is me. This is me eating my fucking hat, mm-hmm. my blue mm-hmm. hat. Yep.
0: Like just just the barest of Siler, <sighs> you know. No,
1: it's it's definitely there. Uh, I guess I have to give him credit now.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so.
1: But it's my favorite bit to talk about how he somehow avoids doing it. <laughs> um, but you know who he doesn't avoid writing about?
0: Is it Noah Bennett?
1: It's Noah Bennett. <laughs> yeah, Noah Bennett. That's who the the man, <laughs> the man of the hour in many ways. Because <laughs> he derailed the whole fucking episode, or gave us a bonus episode. Yep. that's mm-hmm. a silver lining way of looking at it. Um, so Clara and Noah are still hanging out together and she's still doing the little like, like interview RP with him. And he's actually like kind of taking it seriously now. Like he's still doing like the bit, but he's also like using it in a good way. He's like, hey, I'm a company man. You won't find anyone more dedicated to this job than me. And Claire's like, yeah, see, good, good. That's good. You could go sell lumber. You know, (laughs) like you did it. You can, you can do this. You can, you can move on. Life is not over for you. But he's, he's like, pretty committed to being a sad boy. So he's just, like, you know, it's kind of sad to, like, look around and realize your health, life hasn't amounted to much. Because, yeah, look at him on paper. He's got all this, like, experience and all these accomplishments. But, like, does he really? And then you don't look at him on paper. You look at all the, like, secret shit he's done. And Claire's like, but you've tried to help people your whole life. And he's like, mm, I just see pain. I shot them. I cuffed them. I locked them up. I wiped their memories. I didn't help anyone. So what did I really do? And she's like, but you helped me, which was like, so sweet. Mm -hmm. I could not even. And she's like, you know, life changes and we all change sometimes. And you have to remember who you were sometimes to figure out who you want to be. And I love how he's just like, why do I feel like you're the parent and I'm the kid? (laughs) Like, what the hell? When did you become so wise? (laughs) And she's like, it's cool. We'll take turns. It's just, I love, I love their scenes in this episode very much.
0: Yes. -hmm.
1: I enjoy where their dynamic has gone. So,
0: yeah they're they're kind of on the same level now. Like you know, there's mutual respect there. Yes, they're they're growing because
1: like they're growing, and it's just it's so sweet because it's like sometimes you see in media and in life you see like when a daughter is very close to their father, and then they grow up, and the and the dad doesn't really know how to relate to them anymore. And so it's so nice to see them just like still coming together as people now and, and able to still have this like new version of their relationship, mm-hmm. which is just wonderful. So it's very sweet. It's so sweet.
0: Yeah. Like when he's answering the like more dedicated job <laughs> than me, he's like, try not to fucking cry. Like he pulls his glasses off and rubs his eyes. And she's like, wait, what, what's going on? Why oh, are you upset? I know.
1: Because he's a wreck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's an absolute wreck. He's crying into his sad cereal when people aren't there. So Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. But also, it's a good point. It, it would be really hard to do this thing that you thought was making a difference and then like, no, and it's actually like hurting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun thing for him to reckon with, I think. Post, definitely post-Fugitives, because that's when it got the most real. Yeah. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, superhuman prisons and shit. It was, like, no, these people were probably going to be killed. Yes. Because you could that argue... That was the thing that was not being said, so...
0: You could argue with the company he did help people, and we've seen stuff in the comics and stuff. And, like, sure, it sure. wasn't perfect, and it wasn't et cetera, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But, uh... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, he, he's definitely helped people here and there, for sure. But, um... He's got, if I may, a lot of red in his ledger. Yes. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I, I understand why he is upset.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a mystery, so.
1: No, no, it's not. It, it makes sense. This whole, like, breakdown makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, It all goes
0: together. Speaking of breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We're in sad boy hours on Heroes. <laughs> we fucking are. This whole
1: episode, Fuller is like, I'm leaving the show, and I'm going to give you the saddest boys. And I'm not even going to have Peter in it that much, so mm, what now? Drops Mike.
0: Peter's <laughs> downright cheerful in this fucking episode, are <laughs> He's <you> serious? He's
1: <laughs> compared to everybody else, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Alright, so we go back to Japan, and uh, Hiro, Ando, and Kimiko again, because it's a time loop, and we keep seeing, you know, the beginning of it, and this time not only is Hiro smeared with ink, he has a piece of the copier in his <laughs> hands. He's like, I'm going to break the copier. Like, I just, oh, man, just the the episode happening in your head, like, off screen is wonderful. It's just wonderful. You can see what he's going through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he comes in with this, like, piece of the copier, just, like, beaten down. He He doesn't know what to do. And he tells Ando, he's like, yeah, I've been trying to save Tadashi. He's going to do this horrible thing. And once again, it's like, Hiro, you gotta tell Kimiko the truth, especially if you're fucking around in time traveling, cause that's not good for you. And then the phone rings, and Hiro's just like, yep, hey, Tadashi, how's it going? You're on the roof? Great. Be right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even messing around. I love it. And still avoiding talking to Kimiko. And so Hiro gets up there, and he's like, dude, I've tried to help you so much, but you just keep making the same mistake. So I think... It's actually time that both of us face the truth. You have got to hate your job if you want (laughs) to be fired. I've done so much and you don't even know. Like, I have tried to help you so many ways and you keep finding ways to to end up here. So you clearly don't want to be here. So what you got to do is you got to find something you love to do. And that actually gets through to Tadashi more than anything else has. And he's like, well, maybe. And he's like, yeah, I always thought I could do more with my life. And so Hiro's like, yeah, life is a gift, it's precious, and it's short, so don't waste it. And Hiro actually tells Tadashi first, because it might be easier to tell, like, a a basic stranger than it is to, like, tell a family member, right? To Mm -hmm. just get used to the idea Mm -hmm. of saying the words and dealing with the reality. So he's like, I'm dying, you know, this is what's happening. And he's like, you you can't keep secrets from the people you love. Like, I'm realizing this now. And so Hiro is inspired by this to actually finally tell Kimiko... And he tells Sadashi, he's like, hey, man, you know, at the end of the day, you're always going to have a friend waiting for you in heaven. Like, I'm going to be there for you, you know, at the end of your life. We're going to we're going to be there. And Hero actually, like, saves him. He gets him to go and not jump off the fucking roof this time. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hooray, Hero! Good job. Also, maybe breaking the copier did do something. Who knows? Um, time <laughs> travel's crazy. Yeah. Um, so. He just goes back and they're reeling in the new one. No. Um, they're very efficient over there. Yeah. And so. Um, they
0: am like, who keeps fucking breaking the copier? This is the 37th time we've had to fix this copier. I
1: oh, I know. Oh, man. So he goes back downstairs. He tells Ando. He's like, yeah, it's time for acceptance. Hey, episode, title drop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell her. And so we, he, he does. He goes and he finds her and he's like, there's something I need to tell you. And he's like, I have so many stories to share with you, Kimiko, and I hope I have time to tell them all. And Ando watches on from afar, and so we don't hear him saying it. We just watch the reaction as Kimiko, like, cries, and he holds her. And it's like, oh, sad day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, after all this, it goes from, like, this really, like, oh, deep emotional moment to, oh, fuck. He gets a massive pain in his brain. Because, um, hello, hi, how many times has he time traveled by now? Like, a lot. Yep. In, in a very short amount of time for us. And we hear ticking, like, he's, he's, he's broken. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like he's literally broken. Um. And and then he's okay, snaps out of it. And and, and then it's like, no, no, like, call an ambulance. This is bad. Kimiko's freaking out. And right in front of her, again, he can't control it. He vanishes. Mm -hmm. So holy shit, she finds out all kinds of stuff about her brother today. She, She
0: gets to see it. Yep. I assumed that he was going to tell her the complete truth and be like, listen. I
1: do as well. Mm-hmm. I have so yep. many
0: stories. I have to tell you about, like, everything that's happened to me with this time travel stuff. Yep. And, like, you're going yep. to I want to tell it. you
1: about a cheerleader. I want to tell you about Charlie. I want to tell you about Takeza. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he would have told about or, or told her about all of it. I- I'm sure of it. But he didn't get the chance.
0: So she gets so. to see what Ando had told her. Like, he, he, this is what happened. He, like, vanished in front of me. And she's like, oh, you're so weird. But now she gets to see it. And yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. okay, he wasn't lying to me.
1: Like, oh shit.
0: I also liked that like when Hiro is telling Ando about um Tadashi, he's like, Oh, the guy with the famous button, Hero's like, Oh my god, that's the exact <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. You, now just you see my <laughs>
1: <laughs> And could you imagine though, like if it wasn't early, early smartphone days, the guy probably would have like sent his ass to yeah. everybody in an email. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like sent a nude and then it like got like yeah. Like yep, yep. There's no stopping this young
0: man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You must have really wanted to get fired because no one copies their <laughs> butt 37 times.
1: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, again, it's it's like wacky hero hijinks, but we didn't need to see them. No. Like it, it, it's it, it, it was totally fine off screen mm-hmm. because the emotion of of what was going on came through a lot better. I think. Yeah. He- Brian Fuller could always write hero Nakamura. Yes, that is a fact. Yes. He's absolutely leaving this, you know, particular venue at the top of his peak with, like, all the characters he's really good at writing. So. Yes. This makes sense. Yeah.
0: I wholeheartedly agree.
1: Yeah. Because he's very much a hero guy, a Nathan guy, and, and like, a Noah guy. Mm-hmm. So
0: He gets them all in this episode. Yeah. And
1: an Allie Larder character guy, because he used to, you know, he, he totally wrote a lot of, like, Nikki Jessica, too. Yep.
0: So he gets some Tracy in here. Uh-huh. Yep. Which is who he goes Which to he Which
1: wrote, he wrote for fucking Tracy in uh, Volume 4, too. So there you go. Cold
0: Snap, yeah, because that was his other one, wasn't it? Yep. yep so he, he gets all his, like, faves in this last episode, pretty much.
1: Yeah, it's like Collision Company Man, Cold Snap, and um, this one were, like, his, like, written by, but he was in the room. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So. Speaking of Tracy. Yeah, speaking so. of Tracy, uh, she's all dressed up and ready to go out for dinner, except she's not at the restaurant, she's at the sushi place where Noah is eating. And he's like, fancy meeting you here. How'd you find me? And she's like, you live above this place. So hard confirmation there that yes, Noah is you know, upstairs from the sushi place.
1: Confirmation that he's doing the the absolute, like, my life is a wreck thing. in uh, The trope of living above a restaurant mm-hmm, <laughs> or mm-hmm. a business. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, you know, I got my old job back. And he's like, that's awesome. You, you got everything you wanted. Not sure why you're here, though. And... She's like, well, I should be happy. I, I got everything I wanted, but, like, I feel like I need a change. Like, this isn't what I want anymore. And Noah's like, then quit. And she's like, off. Oh, I mean, why would I? Pff, this is what I want, but, like, not really. And then he repeats the advice that Claire gave to him. You got to figure out who you were to know who you're going to be. And she's like, hmm, well, I got. I have this dinner thing to go to, but thank you for your advice. And so she heads off to the fancier restaurant, and Malton's waiting for her, and he orders her a Cosmo, and Tracy's sitting with him, and she's like, you know what, like, I want to come back, but I want my job to be more. I want to set agendas and make real difference in people's lives. And he's all like, oh, baby, you don't have to work hard to impress me. We both know what you bring to the table. And she's kinda of like a little upset about this and he's like, you know what, we can just always skip dinner and head right upstairs and both make and make each other happy, you know? Gross. She's like, uh and she excuses herself to the bathroom and she has like a literal meltdown as in her she's turning the liquid <laughs> in the sink. And she has to hide it from a lady coming in. And but she manages to pull herself together and <laughs> she she goes back out and he asks if everything's okay. And she's like, No, but I wouldn't expect you to understand, and she leaves. So, she's gonna do something more for herself now, you know?
1: That's the thing, right? It's like we were saying, with all that she's been through and all she can do, how the fuck could you go back to that? Like, yeah.
0: Everything she's seen and experienced. And, and, and just... Yeah.
1: And yeah, and just how, like, I don't know, resilient she is, and also, let's not, like, mince words... She's fucking elemental now. That is insanely powerful,
0: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm.
1: She, she ain't got to deal with this. And she shouldn't.
0: For a second, I thought she was going to ghost him through the sink.
1: <laughs> I know! Go full Alex <laughs> Mack and just, like, ooze away.
0: But, alas, that was not... <laughs> yeah, that was not to be... Sad. Yeah. So, let's, let's go over to Nathan, who is... Oh, boy. Who's in a parking garage, and he's sitting in a car, and he... He's making a phone call to the police, and they tell him to hold, because he wants to talk to Homicide. And he's just, like, sits there on hold for a second, and then hangs up. Like, okay, he's new, he's not gonna call the cops on himself. So he gets out of the car, (laughs) and what does he get? He gets some guy coming up to him and stabbing him in the neck with a syringe, and he crumbles.
1: I mean, it is Siler's greatest weakness.
0: I know, he goes down like a Siler, that's for damn sure.
1: He fucking do. (laughs) He really does <laughs> sack of potatoes. Yeah,
0: yep. just the tiniest of uh oh, see scenes right there.
1: It's so it's so Gabriel again, right? It's forgive me on the walls, but also like you weren't trying to like call the cops on yourself. You weren't trying to do nothing. Like
0: like the self preservation's trying to like kick back in. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, let's not do that. And then yeah, obviously the him hanging himself thing, but like yeah, 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 yeah that goes down the way that that goes down and he doesn't try again. So yeah. Nope. Mm -mm. Um, so, uh, Hey, let's go to the carnival. Why the fuck? not? (laughs) Wow. Let's
0: let's introduce
1: a completely new, um, set of characters for this episode at the end of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Wild, wild idea, but sure. So we see Edgar and Lydia and Edgar is angsting. He is, he is just in some kind of way. And she's like, okay, is this about the new additions that Samuel wants to bring around. And they're both very, like, wary of what they think might happen. Because it seems like since Joseph has gone, there's been a, a tonal shift, perhaps, in their surroundings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they're not too sure about it. Because it seems like Samuel is planning revenge. And they don't want that. Because that brings attention and it it puts them, you know, in a, in a place of opposition with others. And they just want to live their lives. You can tell they don't, they don't really want to fuck around with the outside world like that. And uh, he overhears them. Samuel does. And he's like, well, guess what? Fuckos. (laughs) Like I'm the boss of this family pretty much now that Joseph's gone. So I'm going to steer us. I'm going to make these decisions and uh, sit and spin Edgar, basically and he takes lydia away um he's like it's time to find another and edgar is messing with his like his blades you know and he throws a knife all angry he's like "Mm," you know (laughs) he's a knife throwy boy and if you're gonna have ray park and you're gonna have him like do shit like fight peter all cool and like throw knives like that's what you're gonna do so
0: yeah
1: because he could do it um so samuel's over with lydia and Samuel's being very, like, you can tell me anything. You know that, right? But the threat is, like, real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, hey, you want to tell me who who's going to fucking betray me kind of thing? Like, yeah, he he's clearly got that going. And she's like, no, like, there's nothing to tell. Like, you know, of course I know that. Why would I, you know, I would never. It's like, oh, Lydia. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you can tell me anything. But, like, very, like threatening about it and she's like no it's fine and so he's using the ink again and you know she's got her back exposed and it's like stick poke is what it looks like yeah, kind of because he's just like Pok! and then you know it appears on her skin but it's Noah Bennett appearing up on her skin and Samuel is not having this he knows who that is right away he's like why do I need to see Bennett like he's retired he's not interested in us what are you doing and she's like mm, I think he might have changed his mind though and then we see for like a second we see Noah back in his sad bachelor apartment and he's putting up photos, everything that he has of Edgar and Edgar and Peter fighting in that like uh, you know that's what like safe like safety deposit room or whatever. and um, articles that he's found about this like mythical compass. So hey, it looks like somebody's getting back on the horse, it seems. Yeah so, y'all better watch out. Noah Bennett back on the scene.
0: To what end I guess we'll find out?
1: I guess we'll find out, because that's all we get. So, goodbye Noah for the rest of the episode. He's decided that he's going to do something. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting, too, that uh, Samuel knows who it is.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why are you showing me Bennett? He's retired. That was like, oh, shit, you know exactly who he Hmm. is. Interesting.
0: You would argue, I guess he would, because Edgar kind of had to cut him up, but it seems like it's more than just he knew it from, from Edgar. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly, cuz I was going to say something like, "Oh, it's interesting about that." And I thought you might have been like, "Oh, it's cuz he cut him up." It's like, "Yeah, but, you know, like you just said, there's there's something there. There's something there." Yeah. So. how could in his 20-year career or whatever not have sniffed around this carnival that apparently has existed? Mm-hmm, so, Mhm. All right. So, let's close up the episode, yeah? Yeah. All right. So, we see Angela and Millie and Angela's like yeah dude I'm sorry about Nathan he, he's just he's very confused he's going through it you know huh, midlife crisis you know huh? and um, and also and also just being like well he's very theatrical <laughs> like when when Millie told Angela what he was saying like oh come on Nathan's just dramatic that's why he's in politics that's, it, it goes together. And Millie's like, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's just, it's, it's so silly. Cause he said Kelly was dead and he was with her when she died. And I said, no, no, that's, that's not possible. Like, come on. I know about the, what everything happened with, you know, the, the, the ticket at Heathrow and everything like, no, that just doesn't make any sense. And Angela apologizes again, as we see Nathan is being driven out to the woods and this thug like drags him out of the car. He takes his ring And there's a shallow grave already dug. And he shoves him in it, and he shoots him, not once, not twice, but three times in the chest. Mm -hmm. In the chest. What an amateur. And um, (laughs) I'm just saying, Millie should get her money back. It wasn't even, like, two (laughs) and one. It clearly wasn't. So, um... (laughs) Goddamn, where'd she find this guy? And so... She's like, you know what, Angela, darling, honey, dear, I, I can honestly say I don't care anymore. I just, I hope Kelly's happy. That's all. And she's like, you know that, you know, that's as close as closure as I'll ever get is just knowing that. And um, Millie gets a phone call and it's it's unnamed thug and he's like, the package has been delivered. And she's like, oh great, wonderful, perfect. And Angela's like, oh, is that something important? And she's like, oh, not at all. And they're like, to closure, and then they clink. And, um, I just need to take a minute to be like, these fucking rich old white ladies, they are, like, the real villains of the series. <laughs> like, I'm not even, I'm not even just being class war, but, like, I am. Um, why is Siler still around? Because of Angela. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. who, who's who's just straight up trying to murder people? People like Millie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like th- there's a lot to be said about these. Like, and you could go even further in that with the, like the the origins of the company and how well off they all seem to be. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, like mm-hmm. there's a lot to go there. And I'm gonna get my class war mini episode. Yep. In this in this life or the mm-hmm. next, I am. Um, so mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, uh huh, yeah, sure you are, dear. Um, so the thug drives away because the job's done nathan's dead again he's like kenny from fucking south park at this point uh he's in the dirt um we know that's not nathan because nathan's already dead and we know it's siler and now this is the perfect little kickstart that he needed to resume his own body his own form and so he climbs his way out of the dirt because he can heal and he looks like a zombie and he's all like completely covered in dirt. Just like Ooh, gasp, you know, and uh, to be continued, baby.
0: Yeah.
1: So now we have a Quinto body, but his like essence, if you will, is stuck in Matt, who's like across the country. So what's going to happen next? Like, yeah.
0: What are, what are we going to be dealing with with this um guy who's going to be coming yeah. out of the ground?
1: Yeah. Who the fuck knows?
0: Yeah, I guess we'll find out. (laughs) What'd you think of the episode?
1: It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I dare say we still haven't, we haven't slapped it. No, 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 no. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. It's quite a good one. I enjoyed it.
1: It's far better than his last outing, Jesus.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, any other comments about the episode as a whole?
1: so really like i said this is like all the heavy hitters with the exception of i guess matt parkman that fuller always liked to write so
0: yeah we don't get any yeah. matt in this episode
1: but you know why right because he's with siler.
0: yeah he's got his own problem right Wee! now and <laughs> yeah. he'd have to write direct, yeah. direct asshole siler if he wrote that yeah. instead of subtle and, uh... siler <laughs> yeah
1: Instead of just Quinto body, Quinto face, what's underneath? Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a very, the, we had, like, a whisper of the carnival. No Gretchen. Yeah, which
1: was, which was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no Gretchen.
0: I was thinking, I was like, who else would, going back to, like, Peter showing up to talk to Noah. I was like, I guess he could have went to Mohinder, but, like, Mohinder's not around, so he can't.
1: Yeah, who's that? I don't know who
0: you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Who is that person? Yeah, he's just like, he's just like gone right now,
0: essentially. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and he will show up again down the line. We're not done with Mohinder or we would have said more. Oh, about yes. It. Um, we have
0: more Mohinder to come.
1: But he's not in it a lot. No. So he started doing other things, I think, at this point. So Yes. Yep, yep, yep.
0: All right. Shall I give us our socials?
1: Yeah, do the thing.
0: All right. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts... I am at that verb there. Verb with a B like a bullet to the chest.
1: Ew. There you go. That was
0: good. <laughs> uh Keisha. It, it, it does, it does. Keisha is at Lady underscore snark S N A R K. Keisha, have you been tweeting? I haven't.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but you're tired of hearing about it at this point. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same that you were tweeting about last week as well. Like continued.
1: I'm just gonna sit over here with my hyperfixation and shut the fuck up because I think everyone's getting tired of
0: hearing
1: So <laughs> I'm just like, all right. It's fine. It's
0: fine. You can send Whatever. you can send us an email, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com. But if you would like to talk with us directly, come on over to the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Um I have a feeling we're gonna be diverting into like discussing episode <sighs> cuts and how they were presented versus how they originally came out. And I'm curious to see if anyone else has noticed anything upon a recent rewatch or, you know, anything else other than the the two episodes we've clearly found with things that were missing.
1: Yeah. It's just fucking wild, man.
0: So missing or scrambled, obviously, but we will be talking about that more, be it, be it right after this or later on than that. So, um, thanks for listening. If you would like to leave us a like review or rating, Wherever you listen to us, that would be awesome. But until the next time, bye bye
1: Bye, everybody. Next time on Eclipse, the carnival has a lovely sit-down meal, which isn't at all incredibly tense and awkward. Gabriel Grey finally gets interrogated by the police, but to what end? Claire faces off against arguably the most currently famous guest star ever to appear on the show. And Peter and Emma make beautiful music together. Tune in.